0: You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast.
1: Bismillah alaikum rahman Central African time. getting into our motoring segment with Ibrahim Yusuf. Ibrahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing this one beautiful evening?
0: Wa alaikum <laughs> assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. i Shafat. It's quite a relaxing evening. So, yeah, I'm in a good mood. Just preparing for the next day.
1: And as you said, we prepare for the next day. So obviously your ride gave you a good ride and brought you home. And you were safe and sound and you looked at your ride and you looked at your, uh, what, your Ford Ranger and you said, thank you very much, you in uh, good shape and I'm in good shape. How important it is it you know, for us, especially when you travel a lot, to know, look at your you know, vehicle and to see that it is in uh, optimum uh, condition, Ibrahim? With
0: anything, you know what, if you don't check on it or if you don't maintain it, You know, you don't expect it to perform in its best abilities for a long period of time. So, yeah, same with the vehicle, same with the house, same with everything, including your relationship. Anything that you do in your life must be checked up on um, regularly to ensure, you know, maximum safety and, you know, longer usage. So, yeah, exactly the same with the vehicle. You need to check up, you know, what uh, your maintenance is done, your services is done, and obviously your basic
1: checks are done. Brian. you know, thinking uh, deeply, very deeply indeed, how much of the people's allowance of budget goes into the car? Will you say quite a sizable amount?
0: You know what, indeed, so, you know what, we live in South Africa these days, so the toll on a motor vehicle is quite high, and of course, uh, the budget goes higher with that, so we have the taxis on the road that, you know, drive terribly, um, we have the potholes, you know, the weather, um, so yeah, it's a lot of, lot of factors that are costing us a lot more on our vehicles and it's supposed to, use, that's supposed to cost
1: us. Now, Ibrahim, a lot of people say, you know, cut cost, and they go and look around up a path and they perhaps go to the cheapest, uh, you know, outlet where they can uh, save a lot of money. But are they really saving a lot of money when they are compromising, putting uh, perhaps uh, parts that are pirated?
0: You know, I just spoke to somebody that works in Ford um, this week because my um, vehicle is also due for a service in the next month or so. And I asked him, you know, if my vehicle is out of motor plan, what happens if I take uh, my vehicle to another another mechanic and they don't use genuine parts. So I'm quite glad you asked me this question. And he says, you know what, Ibrahim, in the longer run, it's not worth it. You're going to end up doing more damage to your vehicle in some instances than you're trying to save. So it will cost you double because you have to repair what have been done and then you are now putting a more genuine part in it, um, so costing you a lot more than it's supposed to cost you in the first place.
1: Well, you know, you really have to think about that. And uh, the budget that goes on vehicles is uh, just unreal, looking at the uh, petrol and so forth. But uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, people say, yes, uh, I I want cheap tires. But uh, that can have uh, expensive and uh, deadly consequences, especially in the wet. Talk to us about uh, that, Ibrahim. You know, 100%, I see it all the time. The
0: area which I work with is notoriously known for blown tires, so you hear like almost a gunshot outside where the vehicles are bursting tires. And you know what, I've been doing some homework on it and I've seen that people are buying, you know, re-threaded tires or recut uh, tires, but you don't understand there's a reason why the manufacturer's spec is that way. Um, according to the law, you're supposed to be checking your tires. It needs to have a minimum of 1.5-millimeter uh, thread. And uh, there's a reason for that. Now, for instance, today, um, when I was leaving the shop, there was a whole lot of mud. And even entering is a bingo. Um, you're entering through mud. And the moment you're driving through mud, if you have no um, traction or no thread on your tires, um, the moment you're going to pass the mud, your vehicle is going to slide you know, uncontrollably. Uh, endangering the lives of other drivers on the road or yourself.
1: you are talking about mud. You recall, uh, you know, re- when uh, Crab City had the flood, uh, was mm-hmm. it two years ago? I mean, time really flies, and uh, you know, people were with the four-by-fours and Vizy had his uh, jet ski saving people and so forth. I mean, uh, the rains are bad in uh, KZN area. Certain areas are, you know, the roads are just caving in. And uh, I think in duguza uh, Duguzan, uh, we had roads that are just breaking up. And uh, this incessant rain, And some said, you know, it has a more detrimental effect than uh, tsunamis. Uh, you know, Ibrahim, when uh, these types of conditions are presenting themselves, you know, you get the different types of tires. You get the bridge stone, you get the Firestone, you get the dunlop uh, tires, and you get, you know, all these different types coming, or the Yokohama and, uh, you know, some Japanese makes coming through. What do you do? Do you go for the branded tires, the name that, you know, you tried and t- uh, tested, and certain uh, tires come with, uh, you know, maybe a five-year warranty or even, uh, you know, a pothole warranty. What do you go for, Ibrahim?
0: Me, personally, I believe that you should go for a quality brand. Remember, it's not only your life in a vehicle, you know, you've got your family in it as well. And also, it depends on where you drive. So me and my family member, both of us have a similar sort of vehicle but because he does a lot more off-road, so his uh, tires are are more designed for that way. Now for me, I'm just mainly using taro, um occasionally doing some off-road but you know what, I don't need something uh, so with so much of grip, so I'm looking for more efficiency, um, so yeah, that suits me a lot better.
1: Okay, I'm talking about tires. Ibrahim, I'm going to take you way back. I mean, I know when I, when I was a lighty, we used to play with the, with the tires. They should actually roll it and feel like, hey, we're hey, on the move, man. We're going, we got speed. Did you ever push tires around in your yard? Hundred percent,
0: you know what? It's uh you know, back in the days when we were younger we never had phones, we never had technology. So we had to entertain ourselves somehow. So I remember, you know what, my granny used to have some pot plants and then they used to keep um the tyres around it, obviously preventing the dogs from digging it up. So we used to take it down and roll it down the hill, up and down. Um, yeah, I was too fat to fit in those tires, but you know what, the smaller cousins we'd stuff them inside them, also roll them about.
1: When you talk about uh, rolling the tires and doing a lot of exercise with that, some people use the tires for actually, you know, uh, keeping uh, the soil up and, uh, you know, uh, uh, preventing a uh, uh, soil erosion. And others uh, use the tires in the foul ground. I mean, I'm amazed that, that they uh, do it in such a way that the chicks or the hens uh, can lay uh, eggs in that, and some use it as incub- incubators. Have you noticed that, Ibrahim? and I think that's a very
0: very good way of doing something at the moment I got a lot of customers that are painting it and building jungle gems with it so yeah it's the reason being, it doesn't deteriorate a lot in the sun. It's a lot more durable. You know, you're looking for something practical, and also these cheaper tires that are finished that the people are giving away is a lot more cost-effective. So when you're building um, your your projects, it costs you a lot more, a lot less money, I should say, um, for a better quality product that will last you a long, long period of time.
1: And then uh, when we look at uh, you know, uh, 2023 was a record year. For South African uh, vehicle exports, and uh, perhaps uh, I believe uh, you have uh, some uh, uh, figures about uh, which were these vehicles uh, that were the top exports for 2023, Ibrahim. Right?
0: No, hundred percent. You know, I was reading the reports on that, day, and I see that the passenger vehicles um, have quite a high. Uh uh, amount that's been exported, and I would associate to the fact that a lot of the guys are now becoming Uber drivers, because remember with job shortages, a lot of people, you know, are looking at alternative forms of income, um, so yeah, a lot of people are doing uh, Uber as well as, you know, the food delivery, so I would assume uh, the passenger vehicles um we quite high up there, but obviously VW Polo, um, a cost-effective option, you know, light and fuel um, amongst the top over there. But you know what, I would trust the Hilux and Ford Rangers also up there that rounds up the number three position.
1: You know, oh, Marfa, I was uh, muted there, uh, 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 Ibrahim. Uh, you know, uh, looking at our car industry, especially our motor industry in this country, uh, they're doing very well. I mean, they're exporting vehicles and uh, uh, exports at an uh, all-time high. But uh, what worries me is that the price of uh, cars in this country is uh, rather very exorbitant, and uh, over the rent-dollar exchange. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, many say it's uh, very unfair on the population of this country. But mind you, Ibrahim, they still do good sales. What's your thoughts on that? You know what? I feel like they're
0: also chasing the dollar a little bit more. And they know what, if they're going to get a higher price overseas, then they should focus a lot more on that market. And then they're seeing that the higher price is achieved overseas, so they think, why can't they bring the same uh, uh, higher prices in over here? But it's a little bit unfair. I feel that we should have a small bit of advantage, provided that the you know, the cars are produced in our backyard. Um, there's no transport cost involved uh, and so forth. So, yeah, it's a little bit unfair, but you know what? We're not in charge of it, so we don't make these decisions.
1: No, absolutely. And uh, I can see a message from uh, Rasul. He said, Assalamualaikum, Bruce Chef. Please uh, tell us that South Africa's top vehicles exports, which were the tops of the tops. Okay, I'll give you a quick figure here. Volkswagen, Apollo, 101,000. 468. This is how much uh, South Africa's top vehicle exports were. Volkswagen Polo tops the list. Mercedes uh, C-Class 86,000. Toyota Hilux 71,000. Ford Ranger this is what our Ibrahim uh, Yusuf Saladji drives uh, at 64,000. BMW X3 57,000. Isuzu D-Max 6,000. Nissan uh, Navara 3,000. Toyota Corolla Cross 1,700 Toyota Fortuna, 1,600 Nissan NP200, 322, and Toyota Corolla Quest, 86. And uh, these were uh, unreal and uh, brilliant indeed. I mean, that's quite as, I mean, I thought we were going to more than 20, 30, 40, 50,000. But uh, looking at the type of money they're bringing, that's another story. Now, Ibrahim, let's move on. And uh, this is just unreal. The new Mercedes MBUX AM box, uh, virtual assistant, and uh, it promises to be a human-like interaction. So you think it, the car does it. Talk to me, Brian, talk to me. You
0: know what? It, technology never fails to amaze me in reading that article. I mean, the personality of the vehicle suits you. Um, it will ask interactive questions as well and show emotion depending on the mood. Um, you know what? It's a good thing and a bad thing in a way. It cuts out the need for, you know what, talking in a vehicle, you know what, Family relations, <clears throat> as we talked about on other shows, you know, how important family it is in discussing between parents and children. You know, the general conversation we grew up in a vehicle, what we thought about. Now everything is so uh, advanced. I mean, technology, what they call is the the high, 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 um, Virtual assistant, I mean, it could even read your mood and talk to you if you're feeling a bit down. I mean, unreal.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. The Mercedes-Benz of tomorrow... Will know its driver like never before, says uh, Chief Technology Officer Markus Schaefer, The German company used the 2024 Consumer Electronics Show CES in Las Vegas to showcase, uh, showcase its latest techno- technological advances, and these uh, are headlined by the MBX virtual assistant, which employs advanced software and uh, generative AI to establish a more natural and intuitive uh, connection. The car, thereby simplifying the owner's life, powered by an in-house Mercedes-Benz operating system, MBOS. Hey, MBS, are you listening? Maybe MBS will buy a few hundreds of this and give it to his police force there, <laughs> Ibrahim. But Alhamdulillah, lovely indeed. Uh, knowing, uh, getting to know that that car is going to be a futuristic car. And uh, talking about the futuristic cars, what about the Kia Van? And the Kia Van will, you know. Well, uh, future has an interchangeable um, uh, bodies with magnets. I mean, that is fascinating. In other words, if you don't like the body, you can mix, take it out, demagnetize, and go, uh, put another body on top of that. Talk to me about that, Ibrahim. Oh, this is absolutely mind blowing. You, know, um, you see that you can get back to you, uh, um, during the day,
0: and on weekends, you know what, you can change it into a camper van. Um, it's all down by electromagnetics and obviously mechanical, uh, and obviously the structural rigidity of the vehicle itself remains um, firm, but you know what? Imagine the, the roads just open up to you. Imagine the possibility. One vehicle, so many different purposes. Um, you can use it to go out. I mean, you can use it as an Uber. You can use it as a personal vehicle. Uh, it's, it's just mind-blowing, you know what? And it's exciting for me as well to see how far technology has come.
1: As Ivan tells you, people, you have to imagine this. Yeah, I mean, this uh, vehicle... It can be, a, as you said, a uh, uh, Uber. It can be a, a dynamic hybrid, a well, uh, less uh, body structure assembly, which allows the length of the movable member, you know, members to be uh, flexible, and there will be flexibility adjusted according to the vehicle used. And thanks, uh, thanks to the higher, uh, you know, strength of tubular steel and engineered uh, polymers, uh, typical parts are reduced by 55% with no less. Um, with no loss of rigidity. So, Alhamdulillah, it will be shipped to customers around the world soon. And uh, this type of vehicle will uh, really, uh, I'm sure, appeal to many, many people. And, uh, yeah, exciting times indeed. Uh, You know, what will happen to people with the vehicles now? Would that type of vehicle appeal to you, Ibrahim? You know what? I think it would. You know what? I can't see
0: why not. But but imagine the size of the garage that you need to have. You know what? We need to consider we're living in South Africa as well. I don't know if they consider that much. Um, imagine you're having like so many different shirts, but canopies just stacked up in your garage. Like how would it? How would it work? As well as it being in uh, electromagnetic. I mean, what happens if you go to, to the supermarket one day and then you see somebody comes with large magnets and just remove the whole top of your vehicle? I mean, all jokes aside, but I think that vehicle would really appeal to me. You know what? I find so many uses for it. You know what? Just chuck in the whole family and go down to the beach. or oh, you know what? There's so much. The possibility is endless.
1: Uh, absolutely. I am going to a i and I'll make it look like this. I'm going to pick up a certain thing. You'll do that. Yeah, it will definitely appeal to a lot of people. But uh, some of the appeals are for the people, some have this taste. The Rolls-Royce delivers a record number of cars and uh, bespoke commissions in 2023. Talk to us about the Rolls-Royce. What's this all about here, Ibrahim?
0: The Rolls-Royce obviously is the definition of pure class. Um, a lot of people have the need to flaunt of wealth, as we spoke about it. And a lot of people want premium stuff. You know, they want to stand out from the crowd. They want to be different. And obviously, a statement to be made is owning a Rolls Royce. And I find as long as the younger generation are growing up, you know what... The benchmark is that If you own a Rolls-Royce, you've made it. And I think there's a constant demand for it because they haven't obviously flooded out the market itself. It still remains a premium, expensive brand. And therefore, the sales will go higher and higher. And I was reading about it. It's one of the few brands that sales have actually increased. Um, so, yeah, very, very impressive.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, actually speaking, uh, Rolls-Royce uh, delivered over 6,032 cars around the world and the largest amount in in its 119-year uh, history. that shows more and more people are getting richer somehow or other, despite a continuing economic uncertainty that are market of volatility, the company said in a statement. But sales were largely flat over the year, with, a more, with 11 or more vehicles handed over to clients compared to 2022. The United States was the group's biggest market in 2023, followed by China. And last year was another extraordinary year for Rolls-Royce with strong sales performance in all regions across the full product uh, portfolio, said the chief executive, Chris Brownridge. But uh, did you know, uh, I think it was uh, the Jeep or the Land Rover that is uh, exclusively made in India. These may be British cars but they are made in India and many other cars that that are the same. I mean, you look at the BMWs, uh, you know, some of them are made here in South Africa, the Mercedes-Benz and so forth. So, uh, you know, you can see that these countries, uh, they outsource uh, the production, uh, Ibrahim. You know what, I feel that's
0: down to many factors. Obviously, India India has a... um, cheaper labor rates, so that's why a lot of cars uh, are produced over there, so they can bring the actual cost of it down, and the quality on the product obviously, there's so many checks involved that, you know what, they can be built to specs, so, you know what that's it's, it's not something that's out of the realm of thinking but, you know what, it's something truly fascinating as well,
1: well Absolutely, I know, a lot of things happen, and uh, we look around us, uh, you know, you're looking at the roads uh, the potholes And uh, many things. uh, What's your opinion? Uh, When will our roads come right? Uh, When will the uh, drivers uh, start thinking? I mean, you look at road rage, Ibrahim. It's just out of control in this country. And um, the people are getting younger and younger and more angrier. Why is that so, Ibrahim? You know what,
0: I don't know. It's really, there's no more patience on the road. Everybody wants to be in a hurry. They're chasing the next dollar. They're chasing the next meeting. They're chasing the next appointment. Obviously, they're cutting everything right down to the wire. And obviously... Gone are the days where, you know, people would be more understanding. Um, Obviously, with a lot more vehicles entering the road, you're going to expect more uh, road rage. You're going to expect more people in close quarters. And obviously, with being close quarters and somebody does something silly, uh, your your head is going to go. Looking at, obviously, the taxi drivers and, you know, checkers' bikes on the road, I've seen it a lot. You know, I just try and keep a more uh, conservative approach. If they want to pass, if they're in such a hurry... Let them go. Don't don't aggravate yourself. My father used to always tell me, as you know, what, Ibrahim, you're driving on the road, you're swearing them, you're flipping them off, you know what? You're getting upset. But at the end of the day, they're smiling. Now who is upset? Who lost at the end of the day, Ibrahim? And this is one of his words that rings in my head every time I get upset with one of the drivers.
1: Ah, uh, that's good. Uh, Dad is like cool hand, cool hand, look to be cool, calm, and collected. I mean, you won't blow a gasket. Because sometimes uh, these uh, taxi drivers, if they catch you being, uh, you know, bullish with them, what they do, Ibrahim, they stop the taxi and they come out and they smash your windscreen, uh, Ibrahim.
0: You know what, I've seen that they in town, actually. They stop the vehicle, they don't care, they come right up to the guys, you know, banging on the door, they got even whooped, shambocked, you know. you putting yourself, you risk just awful for a moment of anger. And the consequences could be dire. What happens if you get shot or stabbed at the end of the day? Is it really worth it? You know what? I don't think so.
1: Now, what would you do, Ibrahim, if a taxi driver says, you know what, you're trying to be tailgating me, and he comes up to you? How do you handle that situation? Let's hear hear your rebuttal. So just, uh, you know, it is a tough situation because... Of course, of I just need to ask
0: you: Am I alone in the vehicle, or is there other people in the vehicle with me?
1: You're all alone. You're all alone, and this guy is uh, right on your f- in your face.
0: <laughs> uh, usually it, it just depends on my mood. But most of the time, you know when I just move out and let him uh, let him pass. But you know what, I, this is not the right approach, but sometimes I like to give them a taste of their own medicine. Um, remember I got a bar light in front of me, so I go right up them and obviously teach them a bit of a lesson with that pushing them a bit forward. Um, I got a lot of lights on the vehicle. So yeah, but you know what, most of the time I just leave them, let them pass, you know what, I don't want to get aggravated and everything, um, what's going to happen if we end up getting into a fight, you know what, I'll, I'll be outnumbered, um, yeah, so, and you know, if we resort to any violence, um, you're going to be, uh, at the end of it, you, you're not, you don't stand a chance in this country, so yeah, at the end of the day, just rather just walk away.
1: Ibrahim, hey, your last question here, yeah. how many times did you go through a caution? And a cop was there, and he stopped you. He said, you know, you went through a red light. He said, no, no, I went through an orange light. No, no, you went through a red light. How do you, uh, you know, uh, give an answer to a cop? They said, no, I'm going to ticket you now. But, you know, you went through an uh, orange light. How many times you did that, Ibrahim? <laughs> Quite a few
0: times, you know. I <laughs> Usually, I just, <laughs> you know what, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. You know what, I'm, I'm not the, the the most perfect of drivers as well. Uh, sometimes, you know, we take our chances. Um, I don't think I'm supposed to be telling this on a motoring show because, but you know what? It's nice to bring some excitement to it and some reality of it because I can come here and sugarcoat it, but it's not that short. I mean, let's give the listeners a show. So yeah, um, I went through it quite a few times and I find that the best approach, if you get stopped, is one of humility and just say, you know what? I'm sorry. It's not going to happen again. And obviously ask for forgiveness. And the most of the time, uh, you get away with it. So, yeah, um, that's the approach I would take.
1: I'll give you my story. It was many, many, many years ago. And I remember down this grenade and I was taking a left turn. It was orange and I went through the orange light. and it uh, But then the cop was right there and he stopped me. He said, hey, you know what you did? I said, yeah, I went through an orange light. He said, no, 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 you went through a red light. I said, can you prove it that I went through a red light? He said, no. So I said, okay. Let's say invoke the wrath of God on the liar. You know what he did? He told me, "Peace, you can go now. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I had him. I said, okay, let's invoke. You can give me the ticket, but the wrath of God will be on the liar. And he got a shock. I, th- I don't think anyone in his lifetime told him that. But he let me go, Ibrahim. And I can tell you, I enjoyed you this evening. A really great company on the motoring show. Your parting words before we let you go.
0: You know, once again, thank you to all the guys. You know what, it's been really exciting talking about some personal experiences and enlightening the public on the relevant situation. Um, you guys should keep involved. with. You know what, motorsports might not be your strong point. It's not my strong point, but I constantly read up on it. You know, we need to see how technology is improving for us to obviously adapt to the situations that are coming forward. So, yeah, that's uh, a little bit of... Uh, my advice
1: for the guys out there. Jazakallah khair, Ibrahim. You have a beautiful, lovely evening here. Inshallah, talk to you soon. Salaamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum assalam
0: wa rahmatullahi wa
1: barakatuh. Time for us to go to the... Uh, yeah, no, we're going for the Isha'azhan. And after that, I uh, will continue with after-dinner mints. Let's go for the zan.